Welcome back to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I'm your host, Isaac Wolf. I have finished school, so hopefully these episodes will be coming out more frequently now. In other news, however, the NBA is coming back. I am so excited. It is official. The league is bringing back 22 teams, 13 from the West, the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns, and nine teams from the East, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, the Sixers, the Nets, the Magic, and the Wizards. And here's why. The league looked at the standings to determine basically who had a realistic shot to get to the playoffs. Don't ask me why they threw in Phoenix because I really don't know. There's no reason for them to be here. They're six games out of eighth place. The next farthest team is four. That would be the Spurs. But what's going to happen with these teams is if the team in eighth place of each conference, which is currently Memphis and Orlando, is four or more games ahead of the team in ninth place in the standings, then the playoffs are set one through eight each conference, the traditional playoff format. However, if the eighth seed is less than four games ahead of the ninth seed, then there will be a play-in tournament. And how the play-in tournament works is if the eighth seed wins, then it's over and the standings are set. But if the ninth seed wins, the two teams will play a second game, winner take all. And if the ninth seed beats the eighth seed again, then they will find themselves in the playoffs. But if the eighth seed wins the winner take all game and ties the series, then they remain in. So to sum it up, the ninth seed has to win twice, and the eighth seed only has to win once to stay in. I like it. I think if it happens, it'll be fun and interesting. Of course, it's basically who wants to get their butts whipped by the Lakers or the Bucks. but making it to the playoffs is a big deal for some of these younger teams, and I think this will be good for them. Get them some experience and maybe even some momentum heading into, you know, next season. Speaking of which, here are the dates for the near future of the league. Uh, July 31st will be reopening night, if you want to call it that, although it may not be night. I believe these games will be played throughout the course of the day, summer league style, which is good. That means I can watch them. I don't have to stay up too late to do so. That's always a plus. So the NBA will, will return July 31st. October 12th is the latest possible date for the NBA Finals, which would be Game 7. Three days later, on October 15th, will be the NBA Draft. Three days later. That's that's just weird. The draft lottery will be August 25th. Then, less than a week after the conclusion of the NBA season on October 18th, free agency starts. Should be fun. Some of the potential big names available this year. Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, Gordon Hayward, Marta Rosen, Serge Ibaka, Montrezl Harrell. Not as stacked as last year, but still some intriguing names. And then next year's tentative... Most of these dates, I believe, right now are tentative, but... Next year's date for the start of the season is looking to be December 1st. Weird. Really weird. It's going to be a very, very short offseason. Not even two months worth of offseason. But when you think about it, by the time the NBA returns on July 31st, it will have been longer than a normal NBA offseason since we've seen the last game, which was March 11th, I think. Plans for next season in terms for the number of games played in the schedule and how it could permanently shift the NBA calendar are undecided at the moment. I say just shorten the season to like 50 to 60 games, like a lockout season. 
start the playoffs at normal time and get back to regular with the offseason and the start of next season. That's my suggestion. I believe that's being discussed. I don't think they're going to play a full 82 games next year just because I don't think they want to permanently shift the NBA calendar to what it is looking to be for the rest of this year. With all this time off, people keep asking, what's the deal with all the injured players? Is KD coming back? Is John Wall coming back? What about Kyrie? Well, Woj confirmed KD isn't coming back. KD himself said the same. Kyrie said he won't be back. And John Wall, while he says he's at, quote, 110%, will not be returning either. So none of the big-name superstars will return from injury. Ben Simmons will be back. Remember, he had a back issue that uh, hampered him for a couple of weeks leading up to the hiatus. Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins for the Blazers will both be ready once the season resumes. Remember, Nurkic had that gruesome broken leg injury last year, and Collins dislocated his shoulder. Those are really the only bigger names that I can think of that we will see make a return to the court for time and longer than the for the first time and longer than the hiatus. I think Marcus Ole should be back for the Raptors too. That could that could that could help them. And with some players not returning and others potentially getting hit with the virus, the NBA is going to allow teams to sign replacement players in case either of the two happen, which are both possible. Notable free agents available. Jamal Crawford. He would be good for the Nets, maybe replace Kyrie. Remember the last game he played in the league, which was last year against the Mavericks, he dropped 51. He can still ball. I don't understand why nobody signed him yet this year. DeMarcus Cousins, although I believe he's still recovering from the ACL tear, so um, probably not. There's also J.R. Smith, Nick Young, Isaiah Thomas. You know, guys could, or, you know, the teams could also sign their G League players, maybe, or two-way players to standard NBA contracts. So maybe the Celtics sign Taco if Cantor or Williams gets injured. However, they do have four centers ahead of him on the depth chart, Cantor, Tice, Williams, and Poirier, so that's unlikely. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I will give you my predictions as to who's in and who's out of the playoffs and who is most likely to win the whole thing. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I am your host, Isaac Wolf. So with the new situation, I guess you could call it, the NBA's in, it raises more than a few questions. Who's going to make it to the playoffs? Can LeBron catch Giannis for MVP in only eight games? Oh, oh, another thing. Um, these guys, The teams are only going to play eight regular season games before they get to the playoffs. It'll be like two to three exhibition games, basically re-preseason, whatever you want to call it. And then they'll do the eight regular season games. And then play-in tournament if needed, then the playoffs. Another question it raises is who's going to win the title? But I think the playoffs are largely going to be unchanged in terms of how the standings look right now. In the East, the only team that can get in is the only non-playoff team invited, and that's the Washington Wizards. They're five and a half games out of eighth place, two games behind getting into the play-in tournament. And they are six games out of seventh. I think there will be a play-in tournament between Orlando and Washington. I believe the Nets will stay in seventh place. And depending on how 
Bradley Beal performs. I mean, if he performs well, I could see the Wizards beating the Magic to get into the playoffs. However, at the end of the day, I think the Magic will ultimately stay where they are. Really, the only teams that could switch positions in this amount of games are Indiana and Philly. They're tied at 39 and 26. The Pacers currently hold the tiebreaker, so they're sitting at fifth, Philadelphia at sixth. And maybe one of them catches Miami for the four seed. They're only two games behind that. I don't know. I will be very interested to see if Philly can make a run to a higher seed and potentially deep into the playoffs. Because at the beginning of the season, I had them in the finals. That, it does not look like that is going to happen this year. But anyway, in the Western Conference, it's a little bit more difficult. Dallas is in seventh place. They are seven games ahead of eighth place. They've basically locked in a playoff spot. Then there's Memphis at eight. Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento are all three and a half games back behind the Grizzlies for the for the eighth spot. I do not know how the play-in tournament would work if multiple teams are tied and less than four games behind eighth place. Not sure how that would work out. But San Antonio is a half a game behind those three. And then there's Phoenix, six games out of eighth place. I just... <laughs> I have no idea why they're in this plan. In no situation do I see them making playoffs, let alone the playing tournament. But we are going to see a lot of competition for that eighth spot. I think the Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers will fight their way into the playoff picture and give themselves the eighth seat. Whether that be by playing tournament, I do not know. But I do know Lillard is going to come out and come for blood and do everything he can to get Portland into the playoffs. I do believe that. Memphis, I think, is going to have the toughest schedule remaining because they're taking what they're how they're doing the scheduling is they're just going to take games that were on the schedule really originally. They're going to pick eight games that were on their schedule that they hadn't played yet. And Memphis had the toughest remaining schedule in the remaining whatever we had 20 some games, 18 games, 18, 20 games, whatever. So factoring that in and the fact that they're so young and inexperienced that i mean i think if it comes down to the playoff playoff i keep saying playoff tournament play in tournament which it probably will out west they won't be able to get the job done now that's not to say they won't for sure but we don't know especially with the circumstances this league has dealt with for the past few months all i know is that ja is itching to get back on the floor and jaron is healthy so it's probably going to be the best version of the Memphis Grizzlies we've seen all season. Unfortunately, I think the Spurs playoff streak will end. It's crazy. I mean, they had a great run for 20 plus years, but now with them losing LaMarcus Aldridge for the rest of the season because of uh, shoulder surgery, I do not see them even making a run towards the play-in tournament. As for Sacramento, they're not that good. I mean, they're all right. They got some good pieces. De'Aaron Fox is a baller. Buddy Heald can shoot the lights out. Marvin Bagley, when he's healthy, is very, very good. But I don't think they can put it together and get into the playoff picture or the play-in tournament picture. When it comes to Zion and the Pelicans, they, I think, are the team with the second-best chance after Portland to get into the playoffs. But I just don't see it happening because I don't see anybody overcoming Damian Lillard. In my opinion, it's either going to be Memphis or Portland. Those are the two teams that I have probably playing a play-in tournament. 
and I think Portland is going to beat them twice and round out those Western Conference standings. Seeds two through six are only separated by four games, so there could be a pretty major shakeup in terms of what the first round matchups will look like. Because remember, we're doing the traditional playoff format. But yeah, the uh, LA, the Clippers, both LA teams, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Thunder, and the Rockets. Oh, wait. No, not the Lakers. I'm sorry. Seeds two through six, which would be the Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, and Rockets, are all within four games of each other, so we really have no clue what the West could look like after eight more games of the regular season. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. That's for sure. And once the playoffs are set, then comes the question, who's going to win it all? Who got better over this quarantine? Who got worse? A lot of it comes down to who worked and who didn't, but a lot of it also comes down to who I... Who's, I don't know how to word this, whose chemistry is still in top shape, which is obviously nobody's chemistry is in top shape right now, taking three months off. But I still think that the Clippers are going to win the whole thing. I mean, you know these guys are working. Kawhi, PG, Pat Bev, Montrez Williams, Montrez Williams, <laughs> Montrez Harrell, and Lou Williams. All those guys are high work ethic guys, and there's no way that they didn't take advantage of this time. And then on the court, the on the court talent, the depth is just too much to overcome for any team, especially when they're fully healthy. Remember, they didn't have PG to start the season, and Kawhi has been in and out of the lineup as expected, load management stuff. And they're still in second place in the Western Conference. That's something to be considered. Yes, LeBron and AD are the most talented duo in the NBA, and LeBron has had an MVP season, but they just can't match the Clippers' depth flat out. And Kawhi has outplayed LeBron in two out of the three games that they've played each other. The most recent one, however, LeBron got the best of him. But I I saw a stat. It said Kawhi Leonard's field goal percentage on LeBron when LeBron's guarding him, 75%. LeBron James' field goal percentage when Kawhi's guarding him, 25%. I don't know what that means to you. But that tells me that Kawhi Leonard can shut down LeBron James and the Lakers. Overall, I think the Clippers have the edge in every single category. Offense, defense, chemistry, shooting, depth, whatever you, whatever. I mean, you name it, besides possibly star talent. Because, no, no, not even that. Because the Clippers' supporting cast is better than the Lakers by far. And Kawhi and PG are the second-best duo talent-wise behind LeBron and AD. So I think the Clippers, I mean, still, they were they were my pick in the preseason. I mean, I think the Clippers are going to come out of the West and beat Milwaukee. Yes, my opinion has changed. But I'm still not fully sold on the Bucks. The Sixers have just been too inconsistent. And the Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons duo is not doing anything near what we thought it would this year. The Celtics are the only team that I think can give or that will give Giannis a run for his money. The Raptors have a slim chance, but they're just not as talented. Like in Boston, they have their main star, Kemba Walker, proven all-star, then a rising star, Jason Tatum, who could be and probably is headed towards superstardom. And then another guy who averages 20 plus points, Jalen Brown, and other nice pieces like Hayward, Cantor, and Smart, among others. If there was a dark horse in the West, it would have to be the Houston Rockets. 
Yes, the Lakers are my second pick to win the West and get to the finals. However, don't sleep on the Houston Rockets. You know that James Harden and Russell Westbrook have been putting in work during this quarantine. A picture surfaced on social media of a much skinnier looking James Harden. Austin Rivers said he's dropped 20 pounds. And if that's the case, he went from 225 to 205. Oh my goodness. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to expect from them. They could give both LA teams a run for their money and potentially, not highly likely, but possibly get out of the West. They have beat the Lakers and the Clippers both this season, but it depends on their shooting. Will they be hot right out of the gate or will they struggle? Because when shots don't fall for the Rockets, they have no other way to win. They can't make up for it in any other areas. But if they're hot, they can beat literally anybody in the league. So I'm interested to see how they perform. The NBA is back, and I am so excited. I can't wait to watch it and come out with more episodes for the podcast. See how this all plays out. It's going to be a lot of fun. To wrap up today, this day in NBA history, in 1993, Michael Jordan had his famous flu game. Yes, the flu game against the Jazz. Well, actually, no. If you watched The Last Dance, it was the food poisoning game because of the pizza that he ate the night before. Happy birthday. Oh, wait. Ha, ha, ha. No current NBA players have a June 11th birthday. So we will be back next week with another podcast.